I'm not gay, so you're the expert here. That's right, bish. That's right. <laughs> Welcome to Toxic Cocktail. I am Roger Perez. And I'm Erin Hollis. And this is our Pride Month reflection. Retrospective. Retrospective edition of Toxic Cocktail. Cool. So, um, it is now the beginning of July. We have wrapped up Pride Month 2019, which was an icon, historic, I should say, year for Pride, because it was the 50-year anniversary of the Stonewall mm-hmm. um, raid of, on Stonewall in 1969. And um, have you been to Stonewall or that area on Christopher Street in New I've York? I've been to Christopher Street, but I haven't been to Stonewall. Okay. Have you? Yes. Yeah. I went uh, two years ago. I was in. I was on the East Coast for a wedding in in Virginia, outside of Washington D.C. And it happened to be, the, the wedding was a week before um, Pride in New mm-hmm. York. So I realized that about a month or two before, about a month and a half before the uh, wedding, and I booked a. First, I booked a train ticket to from D.C. to New York, and then last minute I booked a plane ticket because it was really cheap. Anyway, cool. so then I went down for Pride 2017, so I guess that was 48, yeah, 48, yeah. Um, and it was insane, like, it was so awesome, it was so cool, the, just the city, I mean, the city is the city, and it's alive, and electric, and sometimes toxic, but, um, <laughs> but sometimes not, but that weekend was really cool. That's um, cool. I went to a couple clubs or bars, and that was interesting, because I was thinking about the differences between East Coast, West Coast. How are they different? Um, in some ways, they're just not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I'd like to say, oh, it was, I think it's just, just more, I don't know, narcissistic or something. But in one way, I'd like to say, oh, it was much more cold and off-putting. But, mm, I mean, have you been to WeHo lately? Sorry, WeHo queens. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't know anyone. I didn't, you know whatever connect with anyone much beforehand um and so I felt very much just kind of like on my own and that was fine yeah. I'm used to being on my own and I, I'm fine with it I I talked to a few people in line at um oh I forget the name of it it's a it's a piano show tunes bar piano piano <laughs> I say certain words differently all right piano P- piano Piano. Piano. I can't, it sounds weird when I say pian, piano. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was uh, Marie's Crisis Cafe or something. I think it's Marie's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down in the village. And so, which is kind of like a block-ish away from Stonewall. It's right across, mm. not right, but across the street. Um, and I talked to this, we were in line, and this guy walks up behind me and very kind of like determined right he has this determined walk and we start talking I don't know how it ends up that he's from like Huntington Beach or somewhere out here but he lived in New York and he'd been there for a few years and then when we got to the front of the line it was weird because like they asked if we were together and it was somehow we concluded that if we were together they would let us in (laughs) <laughs> but if we were just one and one, they wouldn't. So we said, oh, yeah, yeah, we're together. We're, yeah, we're boyfriends. But no. Um, and then we got in, and then I never saw him again. But we talked for the whole three or four minutes in line. That's cool. As we waited. I think that's the only person I really talked to. And then 
after that is when I cross the street around, I don't know, midnight or 1230. This is probably the Saturday night because the next day was the parade. That's Sunday. Um, and they were painting. Everyone was watching because they were painting the crosswalk, the rainbow color, oh. colors of the rainbow for the crosswalk right in front of Christopher Street or Stonewall Inn. And there's like a little, I forget what it's called, like a little park right there. Mm-hmm. That's like a kind of national historical monument that mm-hmm. Obama um, declared as a historical moment or monument. And um, so that was really cool. And everyone's taking their picture. And I didn't really get any good pictures because everyone was taking their picture. So it's like me with a whole bunch of people behind me taking their picture, kind of blocking the Stonewall Inn neon sign. But at least I could say I was there. And I paid my respects to those trailblazers that paved the way for the rest of us. Nice. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, so other topics, issues revolving around pride and pride month. Some of the things that pop into my mind are, um, sort of the abundance of products that have pride, um, sort of associations Mm -hmm. everywhere. Branding. Like pride branding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, um, also Taylor Swift's video. Oh my God. Yes. I forgot about that. Yes. What'd you think of that one? Um, well, before we get to what I thought of it, I liked it preview. Uh, I think it's interesting how I, I like it too. I like the song. Uh-huh. I think it's interesting how people respond to it. Uh-huh. There's this sort of like, we're going to be immediately outraged mm-hmm. sort of thing. Outrage culture is a thing. Mm-hmm. And like, the video has a lot of pop culture people who are queer mm-hmm. in it, mm-hmm. and um, they chose to be in that, mm-hmm. even though she is a straight white woman. Or maybe. Yeah, we don't we know. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, like, people are critical of her because she's doing something that they see as not her jam or something. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she's like not just it's not just her sitting there doing it. Right. She has like Billy Porter. Mm-hmm. She has like the guys from Queer Eye. Mm-hmm. Ellen. Yeah. Like Podrick. Yeah. So like having all of those people in there mm-hmm. I think makes it different. Mm-hmm. And I I want to think about it like reflect on like her doing that and having something like that. If that had existed like you know 10 years ago. Or 20 years ago like Madonna. Yeah, people would have had a very different response to it. But now there's no way, like, it's kind of um, difficult for someone who maybe people don't identify as part of the culture to speak up for the culture because they think of it as bad allyship. Mm -hmm. But I think that there needs to be more nuance about that. Absolutely. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I agree with, I think, almost all of that, if not all of that. Um, Yeah, we live exist in a culture that sometimes likes to be outraged just for the sake of being outraged right um and you know i might get a lot of people adding me (laughs) don't at me um about about, (laughs) right about this but i mean yeah i do think back excuse 30 years ago where madonna is you know yes in some ways culturally appropriating voguing and all that and we see that now especially with shows like Pose and talking about ballroom culture and voguing and whatnot but um you know they these artists 
then become icons and they have to put up with whatever backlash that they get. And I just feel like, yeah, it is, they're more susceptible to that backlash now than, um, than before, at least publicly and mainstream wise. Maybe it was happening 30 years ago with people like Madonna or whatever in other areas of our, of a subculture maybe, but um, now it's, it's kind of like, popular to be outraged in the mainstream and and i feel like it's an immediate knee-jerk thing without mm -hmm. any thought about like what the intention yeah yeah and and because people can do it so freely with social media and instagram and twitter and things like that get picked up by mainstream news because they need to survive and (laughs) sell ads and whatnot so they pick up these reactions. It's kind of like when J.K. Rowling said that Dumbledore is gay, mm-hmm. and people were like the mixed response to that, and like her, she is kind of doing some things that are now that are a little bit not so great in terms of stuff. She'll say like, "But that person is blah blah blah," right? But the Dumbledore being gay thing, I thought was actually pretty yeah. important because she did it after the fact, and she didn't have to say it. Right. Taylor Swift didn't have to have her video focus right on that way yeah but like she would be successful without they're not like trying to absolutely. do it to right to heighten their profile right that's although what some I think. people Those would say people that, say they are right they're right. like um, manipulating or um, they so here's the maybe the crux of the uh controversy or whatever is oh, and or is she opening or helping to open a door for people who aren't seen because there are um images or people in her video that aren't usually seen right like people of color who are queer people of a different larger size who are queer and or not or or non-binary or whatever um now the controversy that i'm referring to is more like well who is she to be opening the door for those other people or for people of color or whatever um i mean it has to happen um and sometimes i think as someone who's white a woman and straight uh that i should use my privilege in order to do things that people who are in other positions might not be able to do Right. So is she like opening the door because she wants to help people? Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. And and I wouldn't be saying that I understand their experience or be speaking for their experience. Right. I would be saying I support you. Right. And yeah. I feel like that's what she's... Now, it, it, uh, and then on the other hand, you know, it is unfortunate that the people of color or just others who are not represented, it's that they're not given the opportunity to do it themselves yeah and that's a part of the system systemic Mm -hmm. sort of oppression Mm -hmm. and like bias like right because i think about um well in some ways of course make it about the self uh about me you know the things that i might want to do and the things that i would have to go up against like i and in part, in some part, they it kind of stunts me from even trying, because yeah. of the prospect of all the barriers that are going to be there. And so, where I am sometimes looking for, like, where's my way in? Yeah. 
right? Where, what can I find? Rather than, I mean, the, yes, one method is to break down the door and try to do it that way, but I don't even know how to start that sometimes or how yeah. to do that sometimes, right? Um, like what, what door? <laughs> There's no door in front of me to break down because of all the other barriers mm-hmm. and break down the barrier. Well, I, no, I, I, I can't. Yeah. It feels like I can at least. Um, maybe if I team up with others, I could, but then how do you find that community as well is, is sometimes um, hard because we're all working so hard to just to survive yeah. and get to the next day um, on our own. Right. And though we are engulfed and entrenched or can, whatever in social media, and that's supposed to be something that brings us together and makes you feel connected, it doesn't. <laughs> No, it makes me can. feel more isolated in some ways. So how do I find this community that I can team up with to chip away at these barriers and or ultimately break down those doors? Mm-hmm. I, I, something that I often think about. Yeah. Um, so what do you think about all the products using mm, rainbows? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, so I think when it was first started, let's say five years ago, maybe even up to seven to 10 years ago, it was kind of like, Oh, that's kind of cool. Like that's a little, a little slice of me right there mm-hmm. on whatever, you know, the latest one is the Listerine bottle. Cause that's really like out there. Like the, the, or just an in your face is what I mean to say. Like rainbow from cap to bottom of the bottle is a rainbow and it's top to bottom bottom. Mm, (laughs) mm, mm. but um i i like it i kind i don't like it it's cute um now the 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 joke or the soundbite or the controversy is always like okay yeah but then once july 1st hits they're all forgotten about which i understand that too i feel that i can identify with that um and of course, there are always all the memes that I've been looking at and sending you. And, you know, <laughs> no more gay stuff on on products. But I mean, I don't, I don't mind it, and even more so, I like it because it's like there's I'm I'm that's a part of me, and it's out there yeah. in front of the world to see. Um, I'm trying to think of the other products that. Well, their Target has their whole line. Oh now. yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a whole uh, section of gay they stuff. They have a whole yeah for Pride Month. Yeah. But um, see, what I think is, why can't they have it all the time? Right. Why does it only well, appear? Mm-hmm. I know it probably wouldn't sell as well in their company that sells things, but it Well, just... that brings to mind the latest controversy. I'm using controversy a lot, so that's the drinking word of the day is controversy. <laughs> that's a good idea um, to have a drinking word since this is got is, toxic cocktail. Exactly. I almost said toxic cocktail. Oh, toxic cocktail. Okay. Um, the latest controversy is with Nivea, right? So they they were. Did on you say Divya or Nivea? Nivea, <laughs> Nivea, the lotion brand, right? Which, okay, so I guess they were on a conference call with an ad agency that they've been working with for a long, long time. And the ad agency brought to them a campaign about. Um, it wasn't necessarily for Pride. It was just I think it was like one ad or something where it showed two men. They're, they weren't even holding hands. Like from what I read, they were their hands were like touching, oh. right? And there was two men in a, a picture or video or an image, and I guess on a conference call when they were presenting this to the Nivea execs, they said, "We don't do gay." Oh, those were the words, the verbatim, and then that got out to the media, and the blogosphere, and the 
social media sphere. And so everyone's hashtag boycott Nivea, throw out your Nivea products. And it just so happens, like, I like Nivea. Like, I have lotion in my bathroom right now. What I really like is the, the lip balm. It's bomb lip balm. It, like, so, like, I'll use chapstick, whatever, and it's either too greasy or not enough. Nivea, like, it, it <laughs> looks, it, like, because there's a, there's a fine line. As a gay man... Walking around in this world, there's a fine line of like, oh, girl, she got some lip gloss on and just like being way out, like more whatever, um, feminine or whatever you want to call it if we're into the gender constructs. But, and then there's like, you're, are you putting on chapstick because you think it's lipstick and you're trying to like hide or whatever, where I feel as Nivea has the, the, their lip balm one. Specifically, the one with the SPF, the light blue one, has this perfect formula that looks like glossy, shimmery enough, but not over too much. But it makes your lips feel bomb, like so good, <laughs> especially when you're making out with that cute daddy next to you. Anyway, um, it's they're just so good. And now I have to like give up my Nivea and throw it out because they're they don't do gay. Well, let me tell you what these lips do, girl. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm conflicted. And what's uh, another thing that is interesting, I'll get back to the branding in a minute, is so I follow this guy. I don't want to say his name just yet on here, but on I follow him on Instagram. He's like thousands and thousands of followers. He's super hot, of course. And if, because he's so hot, he, I'll show you after we're offline okay. here. Um, he does, you know how they do like those sponsorships and they team up yeah. with that or whatever and they put the, up in the little Insta story that's paid by or partnered with. Yeah. Anyway, he does, he does one for Nibia because I mean, he is, his body's like, hot of course which we'll talk about in a minute um but you know he shaves sometimes and this product by nivea i guess it's like some pre and post shaving stuff lotion balm solution he's like it's the best i've ever in my life blah blah, blah. it doesn't give any razor burn no ingrown hairs whatsoever smooth awesome blah blah, blah. and that, this is he's done it a couple times i would say as far back as maybe six months ago five months ago and I'm like, oh, if and when I ever have a body that's close to that, like, and I do that, I'm going to use this product. <laughs> but now I'm like, see, Nivea, you just screwed yourself. Like, yeah. we were all into your products because they were doing wonders for our selves, selves <laughs> to be supple and whatever. And now we, what the hell? They, so, and then even if they come back around and try to repair it, I don't know how they're going to do that or if they want even want to do that. Um, I don't know if or how much we slash the gays will or LGBT community will respond and or take it or remember because we're in this culture of like, yeah, you forget real, you forget real quick, right? All this instant gratification. So anyway, that's my little, I know no one's forgotten about, about Chick-fil-A though. Chick-fil-A. Oh no. Mm-mm. I have never, I've had one, let me say I've had one chicken, sandwich from chick-fil-a and i did not pay for it because this was like 10 12 years ago was it yeah they came to the the office i was working at and they were giving away free chicken burgers or whatever chicken and, sandwiches and even the sandwiches yeah <laughs> and even then i knew or i kind of out for whatever reason i knew at least that they were like early religiously so therefore probably really not for the gays 
and I was like eating it begrudgingly, and it was okay. Like it was good. Like it wasn't horrible. But everyone's like, "Oh my god, the best ever!" And their dips and their tea oh, and whatever. And I've, I've never had, had that, so I don't know. Yeah, I've only had Chick Fil A once, but I don't like it. And you paid for it? Um, it was a long time ago. Okay. I lived in Texas. <laughs> oh, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like people like that one, people don't forget very much at all. So some of them stick. Right. Um, What's another one? Maybe Nivea will stick. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Why would well, you but, even say well, we don't do gay? I know, because whatever. Bro. You are like a skincare company. Right. Like, do you know who funds that? The gays trying to keep looking young still. Especially. And women. And women, yeah. Um, but a lot of women. Yeah, are ally ish. Or gay. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, so th- I think the reason why, though, Chick-fil-A sticks is because they don't give up. Like, they, we know that they continue to contribute towards the anti-LGBT initiatives and mm-hmm. funds and whatever groups and organizations like Family First or not Family First. I don't know what it's called. Anyway, um, like, they, we know what continues to be in, and is going on, whereas depends on if company like Nivea we find out is somehow been for years contributing to something that is anti-LGBT and or continues to do that or it could have been the person who was talking that, that too was an idiot yeah that's what I mean like some bro exactly but that, that doesn't just excuse it by the way but right. like also like why would you even say that mm-hmm. having an ad with two guys in it there's nothing wrong with that yeah well so back to the in pop in uh mainstream or whatever and LGBT branding and whatnot during pride. Like, I don't know. In some ways I I feel like I have seen more of it, even not during more branding or ads with LGBT, but isn't in your face necessarily, um, throughout the year. Mm -hmm. So like I'll see an ad, I think a couple of weeks ago I saw an ad for maybe it was, I think it was some kind of airline. I don't remember which one. And it showed like two guys boarding an airplane, like in the, wording was like you know memories on vacation together or something like that and like that's awesome like what i mean by not in your face i just mean like it's not rainbows and right. everything and guys making out it's just normal right like right. no i think that's good like i think that there are throughout the year there have been more um there there have been more ads with um representing not just heteronormative mm-hmm. relationships mm-hmm. right so I think that's great, but I think that there's an appropriation that happens in June with the products. <laughs> right. And I guess my idea about it, and I kind of like that some of the products are there because I like having them, like buying the oh. stuff from Target. And having rainbows in your house. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But I guess my, like if you're using that, maybe the money that you make from that mm. should be donated to causes. Mm-hmm. Organizations. Yeah. Like Trevor Project or right. HRC or... Because if, you know... LGBT Center, yeah. It feels just a little gross. Mm, and some okay. of them do it better than others, but I'm pretty sure that Target is not, like, well, letting their freak flag fly. Yeah. They don't care about their employee. I know. They yeah. don't care about their employees. There's a lot of they gay don't... employees there, though, in yeah. Minneapolis. Because I talked to this one guy. I met this one guy in Palm Springs, and he lives in Minneapolis. And 
he said that he and his other he was a realtor he is a realtor i still friends with him on facebook they would sit outside the corporate office of target during lunch and like watch all the people come out go to lunch and they're like that one's gay that one's gay that one's in the closet so that one like they're just like it was a game to them which is funny at the time especially when you're drunk in palm springs anyway that um, is funny yeah but didn't target didn't, like they they donated to like pro lgbt but didn't they also donate to like not so great LGBT? i'm not sure i, I my I my, my knowledge of target so. is based on having worked there and then also oh. knowing people that work there so like and, I in have, Texas and I work there in Texas and then I know some people that work there now. Mm-hmm. And so I have a little bit of a, like, I love target, but I don't love target. Yeah. It's not like it's Walmart, which is much worse. However, I agree. Like, I haven't been to Walmart in years. Well, so me either. We're not going to have any sponsors. I know. <laughs> Sorry, target and Walmart. We like you. No, but let, let me say something about Walmart. I like target. Okay, anyway, but Walmart. So <laughs> I haven't been to Walmart maybe in like two years. And I forgot why I went two years ago. I was looking for something. Anyway. Um, for a gun? Oh, God. I'm teasing. They don't have guns no, anymore. And I would never. But <laughs> their latest thing is they're, they, if I, I saw like a soundbite, I need to research this more. I'll put up the article on the website for the podcast. Anyway, is that they teamed up with Ellen. She's doing ads for Walmart. That's what I heard. That's something that I saw out there on Instagram or somewhere in my great research skills. But I, yeah, they may, and someone commented like, oh yeah, maybe Walmart's turning a leaf or whatever, a new leaf and they're with Ellen and all that. So, huh? I don't know. We'll, Sometimes we'll stay just... tuned for Walmart and their sponsorship for a toxic cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> if they sponsor us, I'm quitting. <laughs> <laughs> Um, opening podcast code. No, 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 just kidding. I'm kidding. Love you, mean it. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> just kidding. It's the gayery. Okay. Um, what else? What are some other things in relation to Pride? I oh. mean, during June, I did watch the first season of Pose. So oh. I guess that... Um, on Netflix. On Netflix, yeah. Maybe a sponsor. No. Um, well, Netflix definitely you... seems very pro-gay. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. pro just inclusion, yeah. LGBT. Like, they had... I don't know if you saw it. There's a YouTube video they show on for, one of my, for my film class about their initiatives and determination for more inclusivity and especially behind the camera right in production that's cool super awesome so pose yeah first of all nutshell or big nutshell would you thoughts comments reactions number one insights billy porter is maybe one of the most amazing people so good so on good. that show he is amazing mm-hmm. and then i remembered that he was in kinky boots mm-hmm. and the i just originated love his, lola yeah and i just love his voice yeah and i like how he does the ballroom scenes mm, me too and then i like how the characters even um the ones that you start off sort of hating yeah electra uh-huh um <laughs> i love her um are complex yes and change yes. and shift and, like, I learned so much from watching that show. Good. And I like the commentary that is, like, it's set in the 80s, mm-hmm. late 80s. Yeah. Um, I like how there's commentary about that time period that's reflected now. Yeah. 
Like, so how, um, what's-his-face works at, um, for Trump. Oh, yeah, Stan. And then how they and, talk. And how everyone's, like, oh, tr- like. I know. Like, loving, like, oh, I wish I could be like him in a gold toilet. Like, even Angel, who. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I love, like, the sort of family, like, how family gets defined in it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really great that the show has over 50 transgender characters played yeah. by people who are transgender. Yes, yes. Um, I think that's really moving. And um, it's not like they're just cast because they're transgender either. Right. And even some other writer, uh, behind the camera, right? Yeah, Writers, Janet producer. Mock. Yeah, and Our Lady J. Yeah. Our Lady J's in the home episode mm-hmm. she's playing the piano i love that oh my god episode sobbing sobbing that was such a good one and i you know there's commentary about how reagan wouldn't even say the word mm-hmm. aids and mm-hmm. like um you know i grew up in the 80s but i don't remember any of that because like we weren't taught to pay attention to those sorts of things and so it kind of makes me i never liked reagan mm-hmm. but it kind of makes me revise my understanding of how life was at that time right, right? Um, yeah, I think it's amazing. What do you think of it? I love it. I love it. So, let's see. I'll, I'll zoom out just a little bit. To I talk. haven't watched the second. Okay. I know it's still happening right now. Yeah, right? yeah. It's actually tonight. Tuesday, or, no, it was last night. Today's Wednesday? Yeah. I thought it was Tuesday. Oh, my God. Whatever. It's because you're in Palm Springs and you don't know what you're doing. Oh. Um, so, I think it's Tuesday nights. Yeah. So, I have been watching season two. I think they've only done three. Or last night would have been fourth episode. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I love it. When I first watched it, I, I came to, I think for the first season, maybe about three episodes in. So I got to kind of do a mini binge watch of the first three episodes and I was watching every week as it wrapped up. And, um, the first episode I was kind of like, this is interesting. And what was interesting too, is I, I was last year, I was at the Brooklyn museum, which is where they filmed the first episode mm-hmm. when they broke in and stole the the costumes. I was like, oh my God, I was just there a few months ago um, at the time when I was watching this live. And so that was cool. And then as it went on, I just thought, I think the writing is amazing. Like, there's so many storylines mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel rushed when it could have easily felt like that. Yeah. And, and, and so complex in the, in the nuances that mm-hmm. they were able to embed in there and, and, so just everything from the writing to the acting to the editing of this show was amazing. They got so much in, and it's only, I think, like eight episodes or something. Yeah, it's not very like, many. It's not very many. And so I love that. And now I will say, when that wrapped up, and as I knew, and we all learned that they were doing a second season, and then as they're filming it, you know, I follow all of them on Instagram, so I would see little tidbits as they're filming. I think they're actually still filming, like, the last episode or two right now, or they're just wrapping it up now. Um as they're posting it and as we're learning that they're now the season two will take place a few years later mm-hmm. in the nineties. I'm like, Oh no. Oh no. And I'm just saying that because I have a history of my viewing life of binge watching or just watching shows where it's like, I fall in love with the season one of a show. And then when season two comes around, they change it. And I'm just, so enraged and upset and sad all at the same time. I don't know what to do with myself. And so I'll give you an example. Smash on NBC. <laughs> loved, loved, loved that show. Another show, The New Normal. 
was that, that was that what it's called with what's his face the, the, Andrew Reynolds yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And the two gay guys raising the kids love love for season second season trash that's when they canceled it right mm-hmm. same thing with Smash especially well it even started to happen towards the end of season one of Smash because they did this longer kind of weird two part season one of Smash mm-hmm. and the second I was like the second part towards the end was just oh god what are you doing and then the season two anyway so my point with Pose is like oh my god no season two like there's too much change they're going like three or four or five four ish years ahead of time I think I don't it, think they did cause like, yeah no cause the original is like 86 87 or 88 88. Okay, and this is 1991, so three years. Okay, still it's enough because the, the fashions change, and I don't. So anyway, I'm like, no. But I will say the first two, three episodes I've seen, I'm I still love it. Yeah, I still love it. It is different. I will say it is. There are some things that are markedly different. Mm-hmm. I feel I'm like okay, even like the f- opening scene of episode one, I'm like, oh, this is very different. Um, it's it's also very like. emotional powerful but um i could feel and and the character development or continuing the development especially electra it's i i i'm a i love it i love her i love the character and the actress i'm wondering though i haven't done too much googling or research i'm just wondering if people are going to be criticizing it because she that character is different in some ways Hmm. you're like is this really what sh- this character would do i just see people really getting into it yeah. and questioning and trying to be critical or i'm like no yes people change and evolve yeah right and do stuff anyway. she obviously changed and evolved in the first season yeah but i would say even in the first two episodes of this like she's changed a lot <laughs> but it's also based on the story and what happens so yeah it's yeah, fine yeah. well i'm gonna watch the second season I yeah guess. you should because yeah. you have apple tv so you should watch on fx yeah FX. I will. Apple TV. Yeah, but I guess we our Pride Month. Uh, but it's so good. There's so much to talk about. There's more that we could talk. We about. could talk about, or in part two of Pride Toxic Cocktail. Yeah, episode. part two. Yes. And we'll have our Pride episodes in July, so that we extend it. That's right. Yeah. And there's like San Diego has their Pride in July, so it's still kind of pridey. Yeah. Well, Pride Year Round. Year Round Pride. Year Round Pride. That's right. Yeah. We're going to make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to Toxic Cocktail. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>